Hey yo, what's up? Hey yo, what's up? What's up? What's up? All right, y'all. So, hey yo. Hey yo, what's up? What's going on? Straight. It's the Minority Report, episode number six, and this is Friends. How many of us have them? Friends. So, um, before we get into it, man, I just want to say what's up to all the reporters out there. That's the, you know, the following. That's what I dub y'all, you know, the reporters. This is the Minority Report. So, um, just want to say shout out to all the reporters. Um, for spreading the word and getting the message out there that this pod, I mean that this podcast is going on I appreciate all the love and all the support coming from everyone who's uh, liked the post subscribe to the post uh, follow any of you know follow me on any of the uh, streaming platforms um, so I just want to get that shout out and like I said man I just want to let y'all know man I really appreciate y'all man and uh, all the love you guys support uh, you guys show um over the last month that i've been doing this um i'm trying to get better as you see i added a mic so um i'm just trying to you know i'm trying to get better at this man trying to take this to you know the next level so um in a, in the weeks um shit in the weeks coming i'm gonna have a few guests uh, on the on the pod man to see you know uh female guests uh, in particular but you know male guests as well uh because you know my number one feedback so far has been, you know, I need a female's perspective on some of these topics that I'm talking about. And I'm going to get just that, some females on here to, you know, address some of these topics that we talk about. So without further ado, again, welcome to the Minority Report, episode number six. This one is friends. How many of us have them? Um, we're going to talk about friends and friendships and what that looks like and um, where to go from there for the most part. So um first first things first is friends the word friends and friendship and what that means to you so what it means to me is pretty much unwavering support um from i mean not support unwavering loyal well, yeah support but loyalty um that's the word um loyalty it can be bought um i don't really think it could be it's not something that you learn, or at least I don't think so. Either you're loyal or you're not loyal, and that's pretty much it. All of my relationships that I've ever formed in life has pretty much been based off of loyalty. It's never been about, you know, what someone else had or, you know, what they could do for me or what I could do for them. It's just strictly been about loyalty and what I meant to that person and what that person meant to me. And... um Shit, I've been accused of being loyal to a fault at times because uh, there's friends or yeah, there's friends that I grew up with or that I've known for a long time. And uh, yeah, I, I can't lie. Some of them have done me dirty and some I have, well, I know I have not done any of them dirty. So I was about to say, <laughs> I was about to lie right now. I've done none of my friends dirty in any shape, form or, or fashion, no matter what they may um think or heard or thought they heard about you know things that i've said or or um actions that i've taken um i've I, i've pretty much any friend that i've any person that i've ever considered a friend i've been able to sit down and have a conversation with them and let them know exactly what it is i've said and i've said it with no remorse um because i feel like as a friend you should be able to go to your you should be able to go to your friends and tell them um, how they how you feel about you know things that they do things that they've said um, because at the end of the day it's a, we're all supposed to grow together now we all know that that's not always the case um, and if you if you can't if you if you have a group of friends and you cannot be completely honest with them then maybe um, well not maybe shit then the friendship is not what you the friendship is not going to be a true friendship period you you can't you can't um expect to have a friendship and just have yes men around you 24 7 because that's not a friendship your, your friends should be able to come to tell you hey dre you know what the shit you did yesterday or the shit you said yesterday or the shit you said period 
uh, I, I wasn't really a fan of that. Um, I think you should have handled this. I should. I think you should have handled this that way. I think you should have did this that way. Um, and I should be able to take that and and really consider what my friend said. Now, over the years, I've told people plenty of times that you know I don't really care what people think, but I've always I've always told them that um, when it comes to my my close my close circle of friends that their word is very important to me and I listen to whatever it is they have to say because the few people that have known me for years on end and I, I think they have a very good gist of who I am I think it's important to listen to those type of people that you have in your life because I don't believe that they're telling you anything to hurt you they're just trying to tell you things to be aware of and to look out look after for yourself now, with that being said, um, that's, that's my definition. Like I said, it's just loyalty, un, undying, unwavering loyalty um, to your friends, your family, whoever it is you consider your friends. Now, um, the whole saying, you know, blood is thicker than water and, you know, friends come and go, families forever. Uh, we all know if you're my friend and you grew up with me, we all know how I feel about that. That's just not true in the least bit i mean because there's some friends who have be, i mean i'm sorry there's some family who has become strangers and there's some friends who have become family and in my case that's always been the case for me my friends have always been my family i know i know all of my friends better than i know anyone blood related in my family outside of two or three cousins that i have blood relatives first cousins that i have I know my friends way better than them. Um, we're we're closer than any. Like I said, we're closer than anyone. That's my brother, my sisters, that are still alive. I mean, I'm closer to my friends than I am my own siblings, and that's just how the cookie crumbled, I guess. So I've never been one to subscribe to that whole blood is thicker than water shit um, because, uh, like I said, I never. It's, that's never been the case for me. The water has always been thicker than the blood for me. So. <laughs> So, um, that's just it. I mean, because, um, I, I can't even recall how that saying goes, but, um, basically what it says is your loyalty to me, the, the, um, depicts on what your position in my life is going to be, what your, what your position in my life is going to be. Um, so if you're, if you're one of those people with that, uh, unwavering loyalty and, and, we have the same definition of friendship, then I, yes, I, I consider you my family. Um, the shit I created, well, I didn't create it, but the word family, the word family, um, pretty much best describes all my friends to me because they're, they're family to me. That's just that, um, um, to quote, to quote my man, Styles P, what do you say? He said, uh, he said, I don't have friends. I have enemies. So if you see me, then that means they're my brother. That's what he said. So if they, if you see them with me, then that means they're my brother. If you see them with me, then that means they're my sister. That's how I consider all of my friends. So that's that's friendship to me. Um, what that means to me, um, and everybody may have a different definition of friends, but when it comes to the word friend, I take that very seriously. Um, I don't call everyone my friend. I don't say, hey, yo, that's we're friends. That's And I don't do it right off the bat. Because I believe that you you can't really, I believe, this is just my personal belief. If your friendship has never been tested, then how do you know that they're your true friends? Because if everything is always peachy between, um, between you guys, then you really never really know if that person has your back. So... I'm a firm believer in your friendships having to be tested. They have to be battle tested. Um, and if you could come back from whatever it is, whatever discrepancies that that you've had over the years, um, if you can talk about those things and move on and continue with a friend with the friendship, then that's a true friendship. And I've had my fair share of those uh, over the years, and 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 not not necessarily. It's, it's not always a, a, about. Um, between the two friends, it's always not always about friction in between the two friends. But I'm just saying, like, if you've never been in any type of drama, if you guys never been in any type of fights or 
any type of anything to where they had to, to whereas their loyalty had to be put on display, then how do you really know if that person is a true friend of yours? In my opinion, that's not, that's, he or she is not your friend. Um, that's why I liken it to this, man. This is really how I liken it. Like, I grew up with some friends. I'm from Colleen, whoever, you know, if you don't know that. Small town in Texas. Um, I grew up with those friends. I played football with some of those friends. And we have, and I still, I'm still friends with some of those people till this day. And we have a tight, 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 tight friendship, right? Um, after high school, I joined the Air Force, right? And after high school, I joined the Air Force and I met a whole nother set of friends, right? And a lot of those people, I am, I am, not a lot of them, but a few of those people that I've met in the Air Force, we're still, we're still close to that. They're my brothers. They're my sisters. Now, those friendships that I formed in the military, they're different from my friendships that I formed when I was in high school with those friends, even though I've known those friends in high school a lot long, longer because those friendships that I formed in the military are unlike any other. Because my homeboy, my homegirl on the side of me, they was truly in, they was truly willing to lay their lives down on the line to protect mine and vice versa from me to them. So that's a different type of, that's a different type of commitment. That's a different type of love. And at any given time, at any given moment, if, if it was time to get it shaken, then we, then we pretty much knew that we all had each other's back. And it, and it goes without being said. And we still abide by those same rules and regulations to this day as far as our friendships are concerned. Like, that's it. I mean, that bond that I formed with them is, is uh, it's solid. It's as solid as can be. So that's that. And then I, after I got out of the Air Force and went back into the civilian sector or the civilian side of things, I met uh, I've met a few more people um, who I consider my brothers and I consider my sisters. I mean, because and we've been through things. I mean, because shit, life after the military and being a civilian. I mean, it's not too peachy all the time. So um, I met up with friends and um, we've done a few things and and we've gotten to a few things that um, has tested our loyalty towards one another and. They've never folded on me to this day. They've never folded on me any and everything that I any and everything that I've ever needed. Um, I they've come through if and hopefully anything they've ever needed, if they needed it, I hopefully I've come through for them as well. But I say all that to say this. Um, just because let me see what I said, man. Let me because I wanna I wanna quote what I what I said. Just because you've known someone a lifetime doesn't mean they're a lifetime friend. Just because you've known someone your whole life doesn't mean they're a lifetime friend. I mean, because we all know people change. People change every day, and that's a good thing, especially if it's for the better. If, if it's a if it's for the better, it's a good thing. So if you're changing for the better, that's a good thing. But if you're not, and that's okay. Like, I, like I've said in other podcasts, it's okay. Like, everybody can't go. You know, sometimes we outgrow our friends. And a lot of people, they get caught up in, oh, I know, I, I've known her since, sec or I've known her, or I've known him since second grade. That's my best friend. She's like my sister, you know? But that relationship has not been beneficial to either one of you in the last five to ten years. And y'all 40 years old now. Y'all 40 years old now. Y'all know someone since second grade that was your best friend since second grade. But then when you get to looking back at the last five to 10 years, they've done nothing to support you. They've done nothing to motivate you. They've done nothing to inspire you. And y'all still consider these people your best friends or your friends. That's not how it goes. Well, at least that's not how it should go. Um, a lot of people, a lot of people, <clears throat> excuse me, a lot of put, a lot of people put that uh, time stamp on on relationships. They figure like the, the longer I've known the person, the more 
I don't know why they equate the longer they've known someone to the the um, the the amount of loyalty that person has uh, for you. No, that's not true. Just because you've known someone for twenty years, shit, I've known people for twenty years. I've known people for twenty plus years, and that I thought that our friendships was solid as could be. <laughs> and no, was not the case because different situations come up. And shit starts, shit starts to unravel, you know? And there's no coming back from that. You know, and, and I, I, tell, I tell people all the time, man, it's like, no, man, I'll never, anyone that I was ever friends with, man, I don't wish no ill will or anything like that upon them. I don't, um, I wanna see them, I wanna see them succeed. If they ever was to call me um, and they needed some help, I would help them because I still got love for them, but I just got to love them at a distance. I got to keep them at arm's length. And that's just how that goes. So when it comes to these long-term friends, I mean, just because you've known, known them a long time, within that 20 to 40 or 20 to 30 years, um, I'm just speaking for people in my age range, within that 20 to 40 years, um, what 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 has that person done to show you that they're loyal to you? You know, um, and it could be the sim like me and my me and my close friends, especially my friends from back home and shit. All my friends, really, um, we don't talk on a daily basis. We just don't. But the bonds that we have, I mean, we just have those bonds. I got a homegirl. I got a homegirl, man, who uh, who uh, who moved like I think twice. Um, twice at one point, you know, she moved to San Antonio from San Antonio, she moved back to Colonia. So the time she moved to San Antonio, um, she needed help. Um, and like I said, me, me, her and I, we don't talk on a daily basis, but she hit me up and I, I told her like, y'all, I don't, I don't care. And I, I, I was working in everything. I mean, I was working in everything. I'm still working in everything, but, um, I was working for, I was working for Walmart at the time. I, was, I had an employer at the time and she hit me up and she was like, yo, Dre, um, I'm moving to San Antonio. I need your help. I need you to pack it. I need you to help move. It's nothing. She was like, I'm not sure what time, I mean, you know, your schedule, whatever the case may be. Um, and I was like, nah, just let me know when you need me and I'll be there. And I was there. And I know that may be minor to a lot of people, uh, but I hate moving. That's <laughs> That's first and foremost. So when you're an army brat or you've been in the military period or just one someone who moves around a lot, shit, man, we all know how pain, how much of a pain that is. But I and I hate moving. Hate it with a passion. But that's my homegirl, man. She needed me. She needed me to be there. So I was there. And then when she left San Antonio to go back uptown to I mean, uptown, up to Colleen, she hit me again. Um, and it was just me and her at this time, because she she hired some movers, but you know, they wasn't moving fast enough, man. So, I mean, it was just her and I. We got started. We moved. I mean, packed her, her truck up, her U-Haul up, and that was that. But it's just stuff like that. I mean, like I said, those are the little things. But I've always wanted my, <clears throat> always wanted my friends to know that I'm always going to be there for them forever. And I've, I've bought, I mean, I've got some of the, I've met some of the coolest people ever. Um, in the world, man, I got I got people that, like I said, I mean, they're closer to me than my own family is, and you know, it is what it is. But what I, the point I was making is, um, just because you know someone a long time, doesn't mean that they're your lifetime friend. I mean, they could be a lifetime acquaintance, but they're not the, they're not your lifetime friend. So friends and acquaintances is two different things. And like I said, if your friendship has never been tested, if their loyalty has never been tested to you. If they never came through in the clutch for you, if they never, if they never um, told you you was wrong, then I mean, I mean, you're basing your friendship over all great um, harmonious times. So you don't really know if that person's a friend or not. I mean, because it's like I said, your friendship has never been uh, your friendship has never been battle tested. You know, so. When it comes to the longevity of friendships, I mean, it takes a lot of work. It takes a lot of work, um, especially when you've known someone for a long time. The, the longevity of it all is, is, is one thing, that's cool. But in that time, like I said, I mean, how many times has a relationship been tested, right? 
So I pulled this Jay-Z quote that um, since I heard it, it really just, you know, resonated with me. Um, so I'm gonna share that with y'all. And he said, um, when it comes to friends, he said, you know, he, he said, you never know who your true friends are until you both have a little bit of money. Because if y'all both broke, there's no strain on the relationship. Y'all both broke. And if you got money and he ain't got no money, he still needs you. So you'll never really feel, I mean, you'll never really know how he feels about you. When you both get some, when you both get some money, a little bit of money, if you, when y'all both get a bag, y'all get, y'all both get a little bit of paper, then you'll really see who your, who your friends are. When I first heard that, it resonated with me because it's the truest shit ever. And if you think about life and how life goes and, and how it's gone for you and your friends and the people that you've considered friends at one point in time, you know, um, that shit holds weight. It just does. It holds weight. It's like when you when you're young and y'all ain't got no money, y'all out there playing ball, y'all out there, you know, you know, working a little after school jobs or, you know, you guys got parents and shit and they're giving y'all money and shit. So y'all, you know, y'all young, y'all going out, y'all having fun. Everything is everything. And then like once one of y'all gets some money, um, like he said, I mean, you really never know how the other friend feels because they need you, you know, and that's <laughs> that's that's sad to say, but that's that's a reality. So you really never really know how they feel about you because you know, they, they, oh, it don't even got to be money. It could be, um, it could be a car, you know, you could, you could, in high school, you could, you could, that could start way back in high school. You know, if you got a car and your friends don't got a car, they give you giving them rides every day or they're giving you rides every day. Like you never, it could be, like I said, it could be anything. Cause you never really know until y'all both start to match up with the money on your, and y'all on the, on the same level as far as making that money is concerned, you know? So once y'all both start making money and y'all start getting your own things, and then you'll see how, you know, how strong that relationship is. And unfortunately, um, that that's true, man. That that really, that really, that's really one of those lessons that we all have learned in life. It's like, yo, so we both making money, we both got a job, and we out there getting money. And then like some people, man, they'll switch up on you. Start hanging out with other people. Start hanging out with other, you know, other quote-unquote friends. Um, and that's that. Only thing I can say about that is, like I said before, man, everybody can't go. Everybody could not go. I, um, when it comes to this whole loyalty thing, man, and it comes to friendships, um, I just recently watched the, uh, Aaron Hernandez doc on Netflix. This is not a plug for him, um. But I watched that, uh, and it's a, in my opinion, it's a great documentary. Um, it's well put together. Um, tragic story, um, just all the way around, um, especially for the you know the victims involved, because it seems like all of his victims, um, when it comes to the people he allegedly murdered, um, they all seem to be real good people um, from what everyone's um, saying about them. But I bring that doc up to say, uh, what's her name? Um, Aaron Hernandez's cousin, Tanya Singleton. As solid as they come. Yes, all fucked up track. I mean, all it's all fucked up uh, situation um, that was going on. But she, it's like I said, man, as solid as they come. And if you've seen that doc and you know who Tanya Singleton is, his cousin, the one who had cancer, who pleaded the fifth, um, was already dying of cancer, pleaded the fifth still, nothing said, took her time, took that shit on the chin, the cancer and all her um, cancer uh, while she was in prison began to spread even more. And she died shortly after, you know, she got out of prison. But the, the point of me bringing that up is... Um, if you don't have that type of loyalty around me, then you should not ever be around me. And I would never be around you if I don't feel like my loyalty like that to you is as strong as her loyalty was to Aaron Hernandez. That may be a controversial statement because of the things that were involved in, in, in that situation. But a lot of us, we come from the streets. A lot of us, you know, we come from, we come from the hood and we, we come from 
Um, we come from these places that uh, a lot of people wouldn't dare walk through. And yes, we, we grow up in a, with the code of, you know, no snitching, whatever you want to call it. But it's not about that. I'm not, I'm not promoting the whole no snitching shit. I mean, we got kids out there. We got innocent bystanders out there. We got people out there all day, every day, getting murdered by ignorant motherfuckers doing, in it, I mean, doing ignorant things. So I'm not promoting the whole no snitching shit. I mean, because those rules only abide. I mean, those rules only are for the people involved in, you know, the activities that they're involved in. It's not, it's not for civilians. And the civilians are your innocent people who go to court and let them know, like, yeah, that's that motherfucker that shot my daughter. That's that motherfucker that shot my brother. You know, they're not gangbangers. They're not gangsters. They're not, they're not, they're not out here, you know, living that street life. So those rules don't apply to those people. But the point, like I said, is she was solid. She was solid for Aaron Hernandez. And for the most part, me and my friends, I mean, I, I feel that we, we have that amount of loyalty when it comes to one another. But like I said, um, along those same lines, speaking about Tanya and Aaron's uh, relationship as cousins, Tanya was the older one and she knew Aaron was a promising football star. So where she went wrong was she should have been guiding him in the wrong, in the wrong, I mean, she should have been guiding him in the right direction and uh, steering him away from all the criminal activities that was going on from what they say um, around her house and in her house. And that's the thing about friends and that's the thing about the people who truly care about you. Um, they're not going to steer you um, in a way that is going to cause you, they should not steer you in a way that's going to cause you any harm. Especially when you get up here at this age, it's like, if the homie wasn't coming to me and be like, yo, Dre, thinking about robbing a bank or whatever they're thinking about to do, thinking about they're going to do as far as criminal activity, um, it's my duty as a friend and as someone who loves them to try to steer them away from that. You know, try to steer them away from that. Don't like, don't get involved in that. Let's think about some other options. Like, what are we going to do? That's my job as a friend to do that. It's my job as a friend to, um, to protect you at all times. That's what that means to me. Like, I could, I'm, I'm, I must speak on an example for myself, man. Um, shit, when I was with my ex, um, I had a lot of friends, a lot of people who I thought were my friends, um, um, telling telling my ex things about me, for one, that they didn't even know. <laughs> that's the shit. Yo, that's the shit. So, these friends that I went to high school with, right? Mind you, I ain't been around these motherfuckers since high school. Um, no, no tight, like really, like not really at all. I mean, we 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 hung out, you know, on vacation and things. Um, I was in Vegas, they was in Texas, and and wherever else they were in the in the world. But the point of the matter is, um, they're telling my ex how I am and how I was, or how they felt I was around women. Back in my high school days, basically they say, you know, yeah, he was a player. Uh, he does like the women and all this. Hey, man, newsflash. Yes, I love women. I do. I'm a man. I love women. Um, I'm attracted to women. Um, but the thing is, you could not find any woman that I've dated and said that I've done them dirty. I've done them, done them, done them wrong. But they felt at liberty to tell my ex that, uh, you know, that how I was or how they felt I was with women. And like I said, none of them has seen me around a woman since high school. So how the hell do you know how I'm around women? And the women that I've dated, um, like I said, the women I've dated, they can't ever say I did anything wrong by them. So it's just things like that. Like, like if you're my friend, and then a lot of them didn't even tell me they even had the conversation. <laughs> You know what I mean? Like, you know, I'm, I'm hearing things from my ex and it's like, oh, okay, that's, that's, that's what we're doing. But that's the type of shit I'm talking about. Like, I'm not ever, as a friend, man, I don't give a fuck who comes to me. I'm not ever offering no information to nobody about you without running it through you first. 
That's just who I am as a friend. So during that time, and I found out a lot of, like I said, a lot of people um, just wasn't really for me. But like I said, I'm, I'm glad I found that out because now I know where to hold you. I know where to, you know, I know, you know, I got to keep you at a distance and shit, you know. So, but then I had some friends. I did have friends as well who I did um, speak to about, you know, relationship, my relationship, the relationship that I was in. And um, they would tell me like, yo, Dre, if, the, if this is what's going on, if this, that, and the third, like this is what you need to do. Like straight up, they straight up tell me. And it wasn't everything that I wanted to hear. But like I said, that they were straight up with me. They were always honest with me. And like I said, we have that, we have that open line of communication that should have been there with the other people volunteering information about me. And they have, like I said, they haven't been around me since fucking high school. So I thought that shit was a joke. So, um, and even in high school, I wasn't a fucking bad guy. They, 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 they was making me out to seem like I was some uh, womanizing ass nigga just running around hoeing and dating other women. And it was never like that. Because if you was around me in high school, then you would know that. Because that was never the case. But that's neither here nor there. But that's just to say, like I said, I mean, you got these people who've known you their whole lives. And they feel like they got, you know, some, they got, they have a, you know, picture of you in their head of who you, who they think you are. Um, just because of what they think they see. They have no idea of who you are as a person. And especially if, like I said, if the last time y'all hung out was in high school, like you can't base nothing off of high school. We was all young. We all change. We all get better. Hopefully we all get better with time. So when it comes to these, this, the loyalty and things like that, like I said, if, if you ain't, if you ain't battle tested, if situations don't come up, then how would you ever know? How would you ever know if you've never been tested, if, if, if you've never been battle tested? You'll never know. So that's when it comes to friends. That's my take on friends, man. That's just friends. That's one of the words like, no, nah, I don't like to say it's, it's like friends, sorry, love. All of these words that are just become so disposable now because everybody use, oh, that's my friend. Oh, you know, all this. No, nah, man, I mean, we cool. But it doesn't necessarily mean we're friends. And like I said, if you're true friend, if you are true friends, you'll be able to sit down and talk about anything and shouldn't be no and there shouldn't be any type of uh, ill will, ill feelings toward the other person who is bringing you whatever information they're bringing you. Because friends have to be able to if that's what your friends for. You have to be able to have uncomfortable conversations with the people that supposedly know you the best and the supposed within with the people who supposedly are there to hold you down. But over the time, like I said, over time and time will tell and time will always tell um, what's real and what's not. And unfortunately, a lot of people, a lot of friends, they're just not. They're just not real. A lot of a lot of people they're around you for you know what they can get out of you. A lot of people are around you, especially now, with the whole social media era. Um, a lot of people around you just to get the same, just just to get followers from you, which is ridiculous, especially when you're our at my age, and the shit that people do to get attention and to grab attention is just it's it's, it's almost like this this this. Social media fame is like a drug because they get they get a high from, you know, the amount of likes or the amount of shares and shit that they get. Like we got to we, we shit, we got to grow up. <laughs> shit. Most of us is already grown. So you would think. But social media ain't real. Those are not your real friends. And the, the sad thing about it is. Those are not just those are not your real friends. Social media is not real. But each and every day, those are the people that we're worried about impressing. Those are the people that we want to, you know, portray this certain life with lifestyle with. While a lot, a lot of us have families my age. A lot of us have families now. 
um, and we have people, you know, we have kids, we have a husband, we have a wife, whoever we have in our house, and we're not even giving them that amount of attention. You know, and now that I've said that, um, let me let me give y'all some um, advice. Um, now, one of my best friends, right? Um, every time I go to her house, um, every time I would go to her house, rather, or we would hang out, rather, you know, always had a damn phone in my hand, you know, because um, shit. And I never even really looked at it until, like I said, as a as being the good friend that she is, she brought that shit to my attention. And she's like, I don't know, I don't know how she put it, but basically, <laughs> if you know her, she pretty much just told me straight up, like, I don't think she told me uh, um, straight to my face, like, Every time I'm around you, you on your motherfucking phone. I don't think she said it like that. <laughs> I think she put it in a scenario and shit. And she was basically telling me, like, if you notice, uh, every time, every time, you know, we're around each other, I'm not on my phone. And then, like, something like, it was something like that. But it, when she said that, it clicked and it dawned on me that every fucking time we're around each other, I'm on my, I'm on my phone. So... What that does is it, it, it takes away from the time that you're there to spend with whoever you're there to spend the time with. Because how much, how much attention are you truly devoting to the person you're in front of if you're always on your fucking phone? You know? Um, it's crazy, man. I know it, it's just... It's, it, we're so consumed by these damn phones and by what's going on in social media. Like I said, we got people, we got people sitting right there in front of us. We're not even giving them that amount of attention. It's, it's actually, it's real disrespectful to if you're in the presence of anyone and you're constantly on your phone. It's like, give it a break, man. Social media, work, all that shit. But if, if, if I, if you come to my house or vice versa and we're there to see each other, it's disrespectful to always be on your phone. Like, get that shit a rest, man. Whatever that shit's going on, it could wait. I promise you it could wait. If it's work, I mean, I, I do. I understand if it's work. But we, sometimes when we just got to devote, we got to say, fuck that work. We, we got to devote that time to the people in front of us until, until our loved ones, our children, our family. Um, my daughter, man, she'll tell me all the time, like, uh, if, if I get on that phone, <laughs> she'll tell me no phone, like, put that, put it down, put it away, uh, put it, that's what she'll put, she'll put it away, daddy, put it away, that's what she'll tell me, if I, if I pick up the phone, check it, or I get on the phone to talk, um, and 99% of the time, I put it down, because, like I said, it's just, it's, it's a disrespectful thing, I mean, these people are trying to spend time with you, these are your loved ones, these are your friends, and you're constantly on your phone. And like I said, I'm guilty of that shit. I was guilty of that shit for a long time. But now when I'm in the presence of my friends, I try to make it a conscious effort, or my family, whoever, I try to make it a conscious effort to put that shit down. Because it could wait. Let me devote this time to whoever it is I'm here to see. And honestly, you guys, that shit, just putting your phone away or putting your phone down will um will uh what's the word i'm looking for um you would become more present and it'll make your relationship your friendship better these days this day and age because we put too much effort and time into these damn into into the social media shit we got motherfuckers we got loved ones around us who truly want to fuck with us and truly and truly care about and truly like you you know what i mean showing you that they truly like and care about you and you can't even devote that time to them. A lot of us now we have, you know, we have family, so we, we don't get to spend the kind of time that we spent with each other when we were all single, doing our own thing. I mean, when you're all single, you can pick up and go and do whatever you want to do. Now you know that those times are few and far in between. Um, I have recommendations for that. I mean, I, I think that it's healthy that. 
you guys as a, as friends just get get together. Um, if you, if it's a girls go on a girls trip once a year, um, I think that's that's I think that's needed. I think guys should go on a guys trip once a year. Um, if you guys all have mutual friends, go on a, a friends trip together uh, once a year. Because it's necessary, man. You, we, 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 we get caught up in this in this thing we call life, and we forget to to um, to be in tune, to be present with the people that we love. Because we get caught up in our own lives, and then what happens is, oh, one of us will pass away, and then it's, oh, I wish we would have did this. I wish we would have did that. Because we don't never devote that time to one another. It's all, or they'll think, oh, so-and-so's busy or, or blah, 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 and whatever the case may be. But I'm telling y'all right now, man, we got to start making these memories. Start making these memories with the people that you love. Because especially the people in my age group, I mean, we're only getting older. I mean, everybody's only getting older, but, you know, we're up there. So start to start devoting some of this time. Um, our, our family's there. I mean, your loved ones, they know, man. You, you're with them every day. They know, but, you know, you got to reconnect with some of your friends. I mean, check on them. And then, and then really take that time to check on them when you are in the presence of them. I know, guys, I know we're guilty of that. My homie like, yo, Dre, what's good? Everything good? Everything's good, yo, you know? It's all love. I mean, everything's everything. You know that that's that. <laughs> that's pretty much the gist of our answers to each other. It's like, yo, we don't we don't we don't want to talk about nothing, um, of it with of substance because you know we don't want the homies to look like. Hey, I'm telling my homeboys. I think they all know this. Like, if if I'm going through some shit, and I really really need your help, no matter how hard it is for me, and it's been hard for me. I gotta pick up that phone. Like, yo, this this was popping, man. Um, I need this, that, and the third. And it's not even every time. It's not even a need shit. It's like sometimes when I call my like, I'm a texter. Everybody knows like I'm a texter. I text you till I'm blue in the face. But when I'm when I call you up, man, it's just like y'all really need to hear that. I really need to, you know, I really need to, uh, you know, talk to you, man. Just and and just to hear your voice. Just to hear your voice that you're doing good or just to, just for you to make me laugh without you even knowing. But but guys, fellas, man, we got to get to a point to where it's okay, man. It's cool. It's cool to let the homie know, hey, yo, Rogue, yo, I'm fucked off, man. I need some help. Um, I'm going through this. This is what I'm going through. Um, can you help me out? Like, give me some wisdom. Give me some guidance and shit, man. We'll, we'll suppress this shit until we blew in the face. <laughs> I got a homie. <laughs> I got one of my homeboys, man. We we <laughs> and if he see this, he know who I'm talking to, man. <laughs> we supposed to have a conversation like three months ago, and every time, <laughs> every time we talk to each other, we tell each other, yo. I'll tell him like, yo, what's up with that conversation? And he's like, nah, we gonna have it. It's just like, you know, we we gonna. <laughs> Or he'll tell me, yo, I still need to talk to you about that one thing. And it literally has been about three months now, man. But that's my man. And I know, you know, I still, like I said, when I call him and I call on him and check on him. And just, so, just so I can hear his voice and uh, make sure his, uh, his, his, you know, he, he sounds good. You know what I mean? Because that's my man. And I could tell, man. And I could tell, like, you know. In the last few times I talked to him and he did, he did seem down and all. But, you know, like I said, man, I can't force him to talk. Uh, I can't force him to talk to me. So, as always, when he's ready, man, he gonna he gonna do what he do. But fellas, man, we gotta we gotta let the fucking tough guy. And he's not one of those act like a tough guy shit. But mo most of us, you know, we on our you know macho machismo type shit, man. And we don't want to let anybody know that you know we got feelings and shit. And then especially our homeboys, you know, we don't want to be you know vulnerable in front of our homeboys. But nah, man, we gotta. We gotta let that shit ride, man. We gotta we gotta open up to each other and start having those conversations. Same thing with the with the uh, girls. They they pretty much do that shit. I mean, for the most part, and I can pretty much open up to all of my homegirls uh, for the most part as well. And I think they feel that you know they can open up to me, but it's it's usually the fellas who, and and a lot of fellas won't even open up to their homegirls. They just want to you know shoulder everything and you know 
but that's your friend, man. Your friend is gonna, your friend is not gonna, your friend should not, I should say, judge you when it comes to that shit, you know. And your he or she shouldn't be messy when you're opening up to them and they run around a fucking town or get up on social media or they texting motherfuckers your business, man. Keep that shit they business. I mean, because if they wanted the world to know, I'm feeling that they would have posted that. So, um, fellas, man, we got like I said, we got to do a better job of just uh, just opening up, um, especially with one another. Like, especially like I said, if we could get together and uh, do a guys trip, if guys could get together every year and do a guys trip, do a guys trip, or just do a, a trip with your friends, guys and girls, whoever you know, your, your team, your crew. Um, I recommend that because it's much needed and. We really shouldn't be going years without seeing each other because at any time any of us at any time any of us could go, and like shit, man. I <laughs> shout out to my boy Reggie, man. Um, I've been telling Reggie since shit, man, <laughs> two thousand and one that I'm gonna get up to the Seattle area. But I promised him this year, man, I'm gonna get up there. And I'm gonna get up there, and I ain't seen Reggie. I don't think shit. I don't think I've seen Reggie. Since about 03, 04, like in person. And we always, yeah, I'm going to do it, I'm going to do it. But that's what I'm talking about. So I'm throwing myself under the bus, man. It's just like, yo, got, I got to take that time out to do that. Um, especially like after the year I had last year to where I was like, yo, there's two times that year I could have been out of here, you know? And like I said, I mean, I've been telling my man Reggie for almost 20 years that, yo, I'm going to be out there. I'm, I'm going to come check you out. You know, but um, like I said, we're going to make that happen. But take some time for your friends, man. Believe it or not, man, we need each other. And I, and I know that because every time I see one of my people that I ain't seen in a minute, man, it's all love. It's all love, man. And it's like, and we ain't even got to be doing shit. We could just be chilling in the crib with each other, just shooting the shit. But it's that feeling of love um, that we need. We just need that shit. We need it. Um, so be more present, man. Put the phones down when you're with your family, when you're with your friends, when you're with your loved ones, put that phone down, man. Be present. Take it all in, man. Take it all in. Stop devoting, uh, stop being in front of someone and then devoting 90% of that time to your phone, man. That shit is whack. We got to do a better job of that. And I read somewhere, um, shit. And I think we did, I think we did this a couple of times in my family. Like we go back home, we got to... <laughs> Mommy would, uh, I, I don't know who came up with that, but we had a basket to where we come in the door, we got to put our cell phone in the basket and then she'll go put it up. Um, but that's a brilliant idea, but it sucks that it takes that to happen for everybody to be in tune with each other. But that's a genius idea. That is a genius idea. Um, too, when you go into a house, especially when you around the holidays with your family, with your friends, man, get a basket, man, and put them phones in that basket. Because everyone that you love should be in that room. You know what I mean? For the most part. I mean, I can say everyone, but you know what I mean. You get the gist of what I'm saying. Put them phones in a basket and have somebody go put those put those phones up, man. Be in the be be present in the moment with your family. Um, have some tough conversations with your family and your friends, man. F really figure out like what's going on in their lives and shit, because that's what we're here for. We're here to help each other. Um, the the uh, the other one is. I've seen this on uh, on Facebook, on social media, where you're a guy's, a guy's night out or a girl's night out, and, you know, everybody's at table, uh, at the dinner table, um, and they put the phones in the middle of the table. They stack the phones in the middle. It was a guy's. It was a guy's, but, of course, girls could do this, too. It was guys, you know, on the, um, stack their phone in the middle of the table. And the first significant, like, the first person whose significant other texts them, well, it wasn't the text, it was calls them. They had to foot the bill for everybody. <laughs> and, and I think it was if they answered it, then they had to foot the bill for everybody. And that, that, that's just another way of, you know, making sure you're present with your friends and you don't need any outside, you know, distractions, man. Spend that time with them. Leave that phone alone, man. Keep that phone in your pocket. Just leave it away because... We really got to get back to human touch, man. Like, like really hanging out with each other, seeing each other, things of that nature. And it's like, um, shit, man. A lot of us, some of us, man, we'll be in the same city as our family and our and our close friends, and don't even see each other. And I'm guilty of that shit, man. I, I'm guilty of like going down to uh, to my hometown, 
I check in, do what I got to do, and I'm out. You know what I mean? A lot of times, I don't even let people know I'm, I'm coming, and that's fucked up. <laughs> hey, that's fucked up, man. So I got to do better, man. So 2020, 2020 vision, man. We got to do better. We gonna um, we gonna get there, man. We gonna get there. So that's episode six. Friends, how many of us have them? Episode number six of the Minority Report. Um, you can find the Minority Report on all your streaming platforms, on Spotify, iTunes, YouTube, um, Anchor app. We're on the Anchor app as well. Um, thank you guys for listening. Thanks for everybody for tuning in. Thanks for your time. Uh, shit. Um, damn, I got done just in time, man. I'm about to go catch this... Uh, it's um, Kansas City, Tennessee game. So hopefully, you know, I'm from Texas. So my home's from Texas. So I'm going with my homeboy. <laughs> so uh, hopefully, um, hopefully it's, uh, what's my name? Kansas City. And shit, man, I'm a huge Aaron Rodgers fan. But nah, man, we going, I was born in Oakland, California. Frisco is always uh, one of my favorite teams, one of my favorite teams, so I'm, I'm rocking with them. Um, and I hope Mahomes takes it all, man. I mean, at the end of the day, my loyalty lies with Texas. Any which way I can say that anything or anyone about Texas outside of the Cowboys is in the, is in the Super Bowl, I'm a root for that, man. I'm a root for that. So Mahomes, uh, the Chiefs, that's my prediction to win the Super Bowl, man, and hopefully they get that taken care of. Um, you guys have a great uh, work week. Um, tune in to Minority Report. Like it, share it, follow it. Please start listening to it on the streaming apps. Uh, like like I said, Spotify, iTunes, the Anchor app. Um, yes, I have YouTube. I have YouTube viewership as well. But um, I need those follows, man. Share this shit, man. And now that I got the mic and everything worked out, man, we, we should be moving forward from here, all right? All right, man. Peace and love. Love y'all and y'all take care. Peace.